Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Jam-packed show as we welcome you in to the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings alongside Michael Lombardi. Stormy Bonantoni with you. Got a great couple of hours ahead. The coaching carousel continues to spin. We've got the NFL divisional round coming up this weekend. And Michael, despite everything that happened yesterday with Philly, Philly fans have something to cheer about today. How about Joel Embiid's performance last night, Michael? There you go. There you go. Yeah. Oh, outstanding. Yeah. Although I listened to a little bit of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I heard Stan Van Gundy make a great point. I was very proud of Stan Van Gundy. He made the point that, and he went through all the numbers, Embiid regular season, Embiid playoffs. And I give him credit. He said, hey, look, if Embiid plays like he did in the playoffs normally, they'll be out in the second round. If he plays like he does in the regular season, they have a chance to go really far. Well said. My hat's off to you, big Stan. Love it. 41 points for your boy. The 76ers win 126-121. I just think that the city of Philadelphia really needed that. Needed something to smile about yesterday. So I was happy for the people. Well, you, go ahead. I think, the, I, think, I think the Kelsey retirement has taken some of the, uh, the anger mm. out of Philly Eagle fans. I think the anger towards Sirianni, the anger towards the season has kind of tempered itself because – we have to pay tribute to Kelsey. So we don't have time to be, you know, this isn't Billy Joel, you know, Summer Highland Falls. We can't have sadness and euphoria. We've got to have, right now, we need to honor Kelsey. Now, we'll get back to the sadness part soon, and we'll take that down. But right now at Wawa, we're, we're just talking about Kelsey. I think that's a good approach. The Wawa report. We should do that daily, Stormy. We should have the Wawa, well, we get Wawa to sponsor it, but we should have the Wawa report. You know, like, what's going on at Wawa about the 76ers? about the Eagles. Well, Michael, you always have a guy for everything. Let's let's make it happen. Let's get the wheels turning on that. But I, I, I <laughs> yeah. love it, and I agree that's good perspective for the folks in town. Give Jason Kelsey his flowers on a tremendous career um, and the best Super Bowl winning speech of all time and outfit of all time, by the way. And while yesterday we were talking a lot about Nick Sirianni and his potential future, we were talking about Mike Tomlin as well and him stepping off of the podium as Brooke Pryor started to ask a question about his contract. Well, 
at least it looks like we have a little bit of finality as to what's going to happen with the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. Mike Tomlin reportedly telling the team that he's coming back in 2024. I love that. And I love the fact that the person responsible for the Tomlin's going to take time off. He's going to talk to his family and then get make a decision. The person that was responsible for that report, Pro Football Talk, is now saying, "Is this, did he sign an extension? Like, I love how you can pivot the conversation <laughs> immediately. Like, Tomlin was never talking to his family. I don't think he talked to his family by the time he got unfrozen from Buffalo till the next day in the locker room. Like, I don't think he had much time to do anything. Like, I never thought the guy wasn't going to coach. Did you listen to the broadcast, what Nance, or Nance said about, this guy's not going anywhere. I mean, Jim Nance's instincts are pretty good. When Nance said, this guy's not going anywhere, you knew that was the case. And I like the way that you talked about it yesterday on the show, too, that this isn't the Steelers are going to want to move on from Mike Tomlin because, quite frankly, who are you going to get that's better than Mike Tomlin? This was a his personal decision type of a thing. He wants to come back, and quite frankly, it appears the players want to have him back. The quote from T.J. Watt via The Athletic, I want to play for Mike T. That was huge in my contract talks. I don't want to play for anyone other than Mike T. You can see it in the way I talk about him, how much I respect and appreciate him as a coach, a man, and a leader. That's my endorsement for him. And Tomlin, of course, and this team exceeding expectations this year, being a 10-win team once again. Um, But like now the question is, okay, what does that mean for next year and the last year of his contract? Who is the quarterback going to be in Pittsburgh next year? What are some of your thoughts just initially on looking ahead for Pittsburgh? Well, I think the best thing Mike Tomlin can do is do nothing. I mean, do nothing. The, the, the lame duck status doesn't apply to Mike Tomlin. When you're an elite coach, being in the last year of your contract, it's really the pressure's on the team, not on you, right? It really has nothing to do with you, you know, because if they decided not to renew your contract, you're going to get a job in two weeks. Plus, why would he sign a contract now when the market hasn't been declared? We're going to reestablish the coaching market. If Bill takes another job, that's going to come into play. You know, where do I rank? If Harbaugh wins a Super Bowl, what's his contract look like? If Shanahan wins one? I mean, if I'm Mike's agent, I'm just sitting sit tight. Everything's good. And, you know, we could be a free agent. And being a free agent isn't the worst thing. So, you know, I, I think ultimately Mike's more focused on what's going to be my quarterback. How's that going to work out? How do I fix the defense? I think this is really important for us here at a betting network and, and people that handicap games is this is the most important time of the year for the betting world. Remember this time last year, Cleveland fired their D.C. They hired Jim Schwartz. Great hire, made a huge difference. Bobby Slovic went down to Houston with D'Amico Ryans. Those two guys have combined two great hires. Like, this is really the moment where you've got to be really understanding. And don't fall for the PR. Do not fall for the PR of this guy's a hot guy because that PR is being driven by the agents, right? There's one agent who has a lot of these coaches that you're reading about are the hot guy. And they're putting that out there. So you've got to be really careful. You know, if – if Martindale goes to a team that has bad defense and you think they can be, that could make a difference. Like these hires are significant in the betting world. 
Yeah, and this is going to be a really interesting time period for it. Also, just before we move too far off of the Steelers, I know it would look weird for us visually, but I would love to see Kirk Cousins potentially be the QB there, turn things around. I mean, they just need, they need a quarterback. Like we talked about yesterday, they've been in quarterback purgatory. They didn't yeah. have a succession plan for Big Ben. And, you know, Kenny Pickett obviously wasn't the answer, and neither was Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph. But moving on from a coaching standpoint, you mentioned Harbaugh. Harbaugh, um, we saw yesterday the Falcons announced that he did have complete an interview there. So now he's completed interviews with the Falcons and the Chargers. Bill Belichick, we also know, has completed an interview with the Falcons. It, on paper, I think when people just hear about those two job openings specifically, they automatically assume that the Chargers one is the more attractive because it has Justin Herbert. But which job to you would be the, the better job option available of those two? Well, look, every job has problems, right? They wouldn't be open if they didn't have problems. So there's something that you're going to have to resolve, whether you go to Los Angeles or you go to Atlanta. Uh, you know, to me, it's easy. It's harder to find the quarterback than it is anything. So that makes it, this, the Chargers attractive. They're building a new facility in El Segundo. That makes that attractive because if you know the Los Angeles area and you're dealing with Ventura County and all those places, it's, it's a tough commute for a lot of the coaches. I think a lot of this is going to come down to Jim's conversations with the Spanos family, how he feels about that. You know, can this all work? Schefter reported on Pat McAfee the other day that things were moving in the direction of we're trying to figure out how it all goes. What are the budgets? See, when you're dealing with coaches like Belichick and Harbaugh, this isn't like I want to hire them. This isn't like hiring Aaron Glenn at Tennessee or Mayo at, you know, this is about like, what's the total package here that comes with this job? What's my budget in scouting? What's my budget here? I think those are the things that are being worked through right now. And speaking of Schefter, Jim Harbaugh's brother, head coach of the Ravens, John Harbaugh, was on the Adam Schefter podcast, and he shed some light on why his brother is such a hot head coaching candidate right now. Take a listen. He's a, he's a high character, uh, uh, high energy uh, believer. You know, he's a true believer in the things that, that go into building a team. He's one of the best team builders. He may be the best team builder in football right now. Nobody builds a team better. I mean, he, he knows how to put it together top to bottom. He knows how to include people. He knows how to make them a part of it. He knows how to empower people. Uh, he's a great football coach. He believes in football. You know, he believes in playing football the right way, the fundamental way. And you've seen it, Adam, with every team he's ever coached. You know, he was that kind of a player. Then he goes to San Diego and he's that kind of a coach. Then he goes to Stanford. Then he goes to San Francisco, now Michigan. You know, that's 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 proof right there. I know it's family, so of course he's going to say good things, but he's not wrong. Sure. I agree with everything he said. That's the See, what most people confuse with Jim Harbaugh is they think they're getting a play caller, the fans. They think they're getting an offensive guru because he played quarterback in the NFL. There's some of that, right? There's a, he has a great ability to evaluate quarterbacks, right? He came into the draft room when I was in Oakland and begged to, to draft Tony Romo and begged it, you know, and, and we didn't sign, we didn't draft him, nor could we get him as a free agent. He went to Dallas, but he has an eye for talent at that position, no question. But what he brings is what John talked about right there, the ability to build a team. Remember, when you hire just a guy to be a head coach, you're hiring somebody who understands strategy and understand tactics, Right. When I criticize coaches for just being play callers, I criticize them because all they're dealing with is the tactics, how we operate. What do we need to do? How do we play? Strategists figure out how to play the game and then involve the tactics. Harbaugh's that kind of coach. 
And what John said is true. They're all, there's an inclusiveness that is there that he, that he brings out in people. L- look at, uh, look at, look at the, his, his, the interim coach, Sherrod uh, Sh- Marone. I mean, look at him when he was talking about how every, after every win, it was like, this is for coach. Like there was a, a connectivity to that team that you only see. And this is really important. You only see with championship level teams. Yeah, Michael, it's funny that you put it that way because whether it was Shrod Moore or the players, like I remember saying, you know, Jim Harbaugh didn't die, right? Like he's fine. He's at home. Yeah. He'll be back. Um, but it's because the team, the coaching staff, they did really have a connectedness to him. And not only were they championship caliber, but they won it all this year. And so kudos to Jim Harbaugh on the career he's had and the opportunities, deservingly so, that are ahead of him, despite maybe having some personality quirks we all know all too well, but the Chargers. We all do, yeah. The, the Chargers a minus one forty-five favorite. I mean, do you don't think some of these owners now. have personality quirks? Oh yeah. You don't think some of these owners have personality quotes? I mean, you know, it's not easy, right? So, look, I think he he's it, whoever gets him. They, I mean, look, he's proven he can win anywhere. And speaking of owners that have some personality quirks, Jerry Jones still sitting on what he's going to do with Mike McCarthy. We'll continue talking about this coaching carousel as the show goes on. Look at who the best fits might be for certain opportunities. But that'll be a little bit later when we come back. Let's get into the divisional round of the NFL playoffs where the money is going already early this week. We'll be right back. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're looking for a betting edge through the NFL postseason and Super Bowl, our VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You'll get access to our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Sign up today and get your first 30 days for just $9.99. See everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. That's VEASAN.com 
slash subscribe where you can sign up now. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning on the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Tony with you. I am looking at our VEASAN.com betting splits page as we speak, and it appears as we get set for this Chiefs-Bills game, 76% of handle, 62% of bets are laying it with Buffalo, which is why we've seen it tick up from that 2.5 to now 3, Michael. And it appears out there in western New York, we have a lake effect snow warning in effect that includes Orchard Park Mm. right now. Potentially, this storm could exceed Four feet of snow, more heavy winds coming up. Bless you. That should go through, it appears, Saturday. The game is on Sunday, Do you even know what lake effect snow is, Stormy? Do you even know what lake effect snow is? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I mean, so it's like (laughs) I learned it only from Cleveland. I'm not a meteorologist here. But, like, when you're close to the lake, these storms that come in off the lake and then there's an area where they travel, where if you're in that area, you might get – six, eight inches of snow. But if you're 10 minutes outside that area, you might not get anything. So it's like, it's almost like a tornado snowstorm. I'm probably saying it wrong. I'm sure some meteorologists will correct me later, but you know, and it's unpredictable. So it's really unpredictable. Like last week, I I thought we were going to have a really bad weather game. They moved the game to Monday. It wasn't as bad. We learned that you can throw the ball in cold weather. That's pretty clear. So, but this with the snow, Again, how do people get to the stadium, all that? So I think, what are we, Wednesday? We got till Sunday night. I have a feeling that if you're Jim Nance and Tony Romo, you might have to get in there early. (laughs) Yes, sir. Is there, speaking like to that, for the team as a whole, because Orchard Park is considered in that and, you know, the team facility obviously being nearby, should we be concerned at all from the standpoint of the team being able to do business as usual and being in the facility? And we know the laundry list of players who are injured right now being able to be in there and get the rehab done the way that they need to. Is that a concern yeah. with the weather like this? No, I mean, I think, look, you live in Buffalo, right? You, you educate the players on what it what it takes. And immediately, look, there's no excuses for your car being stuck on the side of the road. You got to have a four wheel drive car. You got to have one of those scrapers for your window. And you got to go, you know, and make sure you got a lot of water fluid in your thing so you can flash back and forth and your windows don't get fogged up. So it's where you live. You just get used to the environment. People move around and people understand it. And a lot of the guys that come in there that aren't used to it, you got to educate them on that. So I'm sure they're getting to the facility, no problem. And but the, the issue is, is how do you prepare the game plan? I mean, you, these these weather reports are so incorrect right you know they just especially when it deals with lake effect you just don't know and that could impact the game look the other thing that impacts this game tremendously is the health of the team right are we sure the bills are going to be 100 percent healthy i'm not i think that they're that's a concern for me that they're not going to be healthy i think it's going to be problematic for them to get the full team in there to see if they can do it and kansas city you know, look, Mahomes is 8-1 and in his career as an underdog. But to me, you know, I think this is a, I, I think this is a hell of a spot for the Chiefs. I really do. Because they're, they're, they're usually the hunted one. Right. And now they can be the hunters. 
Yeah, this is only the second time in Kansas City's postseason history since Patrick Mahomes has been their quarterback that they've been an underdog in a playoff game. The only other time was last year's Super Bowl against the Eagles. And of course, we know they ended up winning that game. As far as the injury report right now for Buffalo, Sean McDermott's obviously saying all the right things. He says our team's been resilient and our players have done a phenomenal job of stepping up when somebody goes down. But nine players right now who are considered day-to-day, we know they played without Rasul Douglas, Dodson, Taylor Rapp, and Gabe Davis in the game on Monday. Additional players getting injured in their all-pro corner, Johnson, Benford, um, star linebacker Trell Bernard, who was carted off. Probably one of the most notable things is that his x-rays at least came back negative, but still, you know, day-to-day working through things with him as well as Balen Inspector and even their punter, Sam Mart- Martin, has a hamstring injury. So, yeah. you know, it's up and down and offense, defense, special punter, teams. And they, and they sign a punter today, you know, and so... That tells you that maybe that hamstring's a lot worse than we really think it is. So, look, you know, they have a game to work with, right? They, they played them in week 14 of the season, so we know, we kind of know how that's going to, how that'll go. If you, you know, you play, once you play a team once, you kind of have a sense of, this is like the rematch of the game. And so you get a chance to see what they're going to do and how they're going to handle it. And I think when you look at it, you know, you know the, the, the Chiefs, which typically was, were not playing very well, in that game, you know, they, they, they actually outgained them. They just didn't have the ball. They couldn't get off the field. They couldn't stop them. They, had, they forced 15 third downs. They were 6 for 15 in the game. And Buffalo controlled the ball for 35 minutes. The Chiefs had the ball 24 minutes and were still able to accumulate 346 yards. They turned it over once, so did Buffalo. And they were 6 for 12 on third down. Like, I, I think we're making we're, – we're kind of remembering the Chiefs as being – bad offensively, which they haven't been great, but they have improved over the last few weeks. And I think if you count them out in this game as a dog, I think you're making a huge mistake. Fair point. And even in that loss to Buffalo a handful of weeks ago, still a field goal game. It was still 20 to 17, the final score in that game. So with this then, Michael, obviously you're looking at that spread. It appears pretty clear that you like the plus three points with Kansas City. Do you like the money line? I do. I like the three. I, I do like a money line. I think it, look, here's what we do know about this weekend, right? And you can go back the last, since 2013, since 2013, this is a home field situation, right? The home team is 29 and 11 straight up in these, in this round, this round, because of the buys, because of home field, because of the euphoria that happened when the, when the road team won and the underdogs, it, it usually kind of Cinderella's slipper falls off here in this round. And 29 and 11 over the, since 2013 is a fairly significant number. Now, what we, what we also know is it's usually, it's never 4-0. It's you got to figure out who's, what road team is going to win this weekend. And if I, you ask me, that question under oath, I would say Kansas City has the best chance of any of the other road teams. Interesting, especially considering we know Kansas City hasn't had to play on the road in the postseason. So again, just showing what a different role this is for them. But certainly the health factor on their side, they have the rest advantage in this spot. And Patrick Mahomes, 5-0 and in the divisional round. He's thrown 11 touchdowns, no picks, and averaged 285.5 passing yards per game 
in that round. So uh, just some food for thought. He's had a lot of success in that spot. Let's keep it in the the AFC and go to this Texans-Ravens matchup. 64% of handle, 74% of bets taking the nine points with the Texans, yet it's down from, um, that's why it's down from that nine and a half, 55% of the handle on the under 45 and a half. But a lot of people with the bet, 78.8% on the over. It appears Mark Andrews is practicing. We know he was designated to return from injured reserve last week. So that'll be a good feather in the cap if they can get him back. John Harbaugh said he took a really big step, but they'll see how it goes. And Devin Duvernay also designated to return. Yeah, this is a game where you don't want C.J. Stroud to fall from behind, right? You know, and the challenge that's going to present himself to Bobby Slovic and the offensive staff of the Houston Texans is, can we put the ball in the end zone? This is a very good Baltimore defense, and they're very good in the NFL. They're one of the best teams in touchdown percentages allowed in the NFL. So what usually has to happen in the red zone is you're going to have to be creative in play design, and can you run the ball in? You know, that's the most effective way of being able to score inside the five-yard line is you got to have a run game, a little bit of a run game. And this is where the Texans don't have one. Singletary's been a nice addition. We all thought Damian Pierce was going to be a great back for them this year. That hasn't manifested itself. He's been hurt, and actually Singletary's been a tremendous, tremendous free agent signing for them. So this is a little bit of the concern of the game. And the Texans have to start this game in an aggressive manner. They can't come out thinking they're going to run the ball on this team. they got to throw it. And when the Texans throw the ball early in the downs and when they use their play action, they can have some success. Now, the problem you also get into is the Texans on the road, right? We know this for a fact. Had Shane Steichen not messed up the end of the Colt game, we wouldn't even be talking about the Texans right now. Yeah, and I wonder, too, especially after what we saw this past weekend from the Texans and the way that Nico Collins and some of those receivers were able to get separation. I don't think it's going to be as easy for them against this Baltimore Ravens defense, but only time will tell. Again, a really big spread in this game for a team that just blew out their first-round opponent. But as you put, will Cinderella's slipper fall off in this round? We'll have to wait and see. We'll also have to wait and see what we want to do with our fictional $100 bets when we come back. We're going to look at the Super Bowl odds as well as odds for Super Bowl MVP. See where we might be best to allocate that dollar-dollar bill. We'll be right back on the Lombardi Line. Keep it locked right here. This is Vsin the Sports Betting Network. Morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSIN daily newsletter. You'll get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox absolutely free. VSIN.com slash newsletter is how you can subscribe. And in today's newsletter, our guy Bill AD put in a little sneak peek of Michael, your article that you put up on the website this week. You do a column every single week, and this one particularly honing in on the Elite Eight NFL teams that are remaining in the postseason and your initial views on the divisional round. And one of the quotes that Bill pulled for the newsletter today is, no team, including the number one seeds, Baltimore Ravens and San Francisco 49ers, are playing better than the Packers. Their offense is explosive with young receivers who can get open in man-to-man coverage and a quarterback who looks like one of the 
the best in the NFL. So I want to do an exercise here where we're going to go through the odds for the teams available to win the Super Bowl, potential Super Bowl MVP odds options, and give you a fictional $100 and see how you would want to allocate it. Based on that statement, how much are we putting on the Packers to go on at 25 to 1 or Jordan Love at 30 to 1 to be Super Bowl MVP? Any interest? Well, I do have some interest because I think there's a little bit of a miscalculation here. When you break down the 49ers defensively, right, and we they are a very good team, but when you look at them against the rush, they're 28th in EPA. Teams that throw drop back against them on EPA, on expected points allowed, they're 20th, okay? Uh, that's their success rate. Just on drop back alone, they're 17th. Their overall success rate is 22nd. Like, this is not a this is not the Ravens defense of 02, or excuse me, of 2000. It's not. They're good. They have some really good guys up front. Warner's good. Greenlaw's good. There's no question. But this Packer team can move the football. If it becomes a man-to-man game, I don't think they can cover the Packers' receivers. If they play zone. And they cannot, and they get pressure. They win the game. If they can't, and Green Bay can pass protect effectively, it, there's a pathway to Green Bay to win this game. And the defense needs to play well. That's going to be the key. And that's always a little hairy betting on that. But so for me, yeah, I could, I would take twenty dollars and put it I, on the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl. Packers, but yes. Um, Packers, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. So the 49ers are the favorite, obviously, right now to win it all at plus 175. Um, followed by the Ravens, plus 290. Bills, 5-1. to one, Chiefs, 7-1. to one, Lions, 9-1. to one, Bucks and Packers, both 25-1. to one, And then the Houston Texans at 28-1. to one. Where else are we wanting to sprinkle a little bit of this cash money homie, Michael? Where do you want? Well, I definitely want to put some on the Chiefs at 7-1. to one. I definitely would take another, let's say I put 25 on the Packers. I'll take another 25 and put it on the Chiefs at 7-1 to one to get there. Because, look, let's face it, the Chiefs, it's a tough road ahead. You're going to have to win in Buffalo and win in Baltimore if that's the way it sets up. But you have Patrick Mahomes. And I don't think it's a St. Jude's pick to think that they couldn't win those two games on the road with a great quarterback. So I, I think I would definitely want to lean that way. I'm hesitant to go towards the Texans at 28 to 1 because I'm not convinced the Texans' defense, when they're on the road, are going to be as effective. If they find a way to win here, could they go to Buffalo or Kansas City and win? That's three road games. I think they run out of juice. Okay. So if we had to pick a winner, period, right now, the team that you truly, genuinely, heart of hearts, thinks has the best opportunity to win the Super Bowl right now, who is it? I think it's San Francisco because they've been dominating all along. But as we saw them against the Ravens, if they go against an offense that understands how to attack them and a defense that understands how to slow them down, they're vulnerable. Now, they're beatable. Every team's beatable. It's like the great Bill Parcells high school coach, used to Mickey Corcoran, used to tell him, there's a way to win every game. You just got to figure it out. Like, there's a way to beat the Niners. You got to play perfectly. You can't have a mistake. This is what worries you. Can the Packers play perfectly? I think they can. It's going to require really 
great concentration for 60 minutes. Okay, so we're putting $50 on the 49ers, 25 on the Chiefs, 25 on the Packers for safety in the NFC if they beat San Francisco. I like it. I like it. What I don't think you're going to like is my thought process of, I actually think I that Buffalo could be a worthwhile play. I know how much you like Kansas City to upset them in this round. I just feel like if Josh Allen is able to give us three quarters of what he gave us the other day against the Steelers on a week in week out basis that they've got a chance against anybody like the way that Joe Brady has allowed Josh Allen since he took over play calling duties for Ken Dorsey has been to perfection in the sense that like you're letting Josh Allen do what he needs to do. I know that the team probably wishes that he would actually slide instead of the stutter slide situation he did the other day, but then you see the results, right? When he is physical, when he does punch through the line, when he does take off with his legs, he does some pretty remarkable things and he's starting to find even with the injuries that are going on without Gabe Davis this past week, offensively able to find playmakers and get guys involved and Defensively, yeah, they've had to overcome a lot injury-wise, but they're at home. They've got redemption on the brain. They're sick and tired of Kansas City beating them in the playoffs. Yeah, they've got the 3-1 and regular season record, but 0-2 in the postseason, always had to play at Arrowhead. I think they're going to put it together. I don't know. It's just a gut feeling. Yeah, well, I mean, there's you got momentum on your side, and sometimes the football gods choose a team and everything just goes right for them, right? I mean, let's face it, everything just seems to be in order. We saw that with the, the New York football giants. They go into cold green bag and still see Tom Coughlin's red face, right? It just went right for them. And, and, and sometimes the football gods allow that to happen. I'm just trying to be as non-biased as I can in terms of breaking the game down the best way. And look, the, the Bills have vulnerability. I watched Mason Rudolph move the football up and down. They 350 yards. When the Packer, when when the when the Steelers get 350 against you with their offense, you're sitting there saying to yourself, "Wait a minute, are they good?" Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because we know the Steeler team struggles to move the football. Now you can blame it on Matt Canada all you want, but they have struggled to move the football. So if you like Kansas City as much as you do. Does that mean in this MVP market, you're going to Patrick Mahomes at eight to one? Where would you be looking in MVP right now? You know, I, I think the MVP, but it's the, these games don't influence the MVP. So it's really the regular season. My MVP is still Lamar. It's, no, no, no. For I, the I Super Bowl. Sorry, 30. I should have rephrased that. For oh, the for Super the, Bowl. Uh, okay. Odds to win the Super Bowl MVP. Well, I think if I like if, if I like Kansas City, you're going to have to go with Mahomes at plus 800. If you think Kansas City wins it, I don't think they win it. I think they get there, right? Okay. I, I would say Purdy, I think Purdy wins it. I would play Purdy. Okay, Brock Purdy plus 380. Also, Christian McCaffrey, if you're looking for a 49er, sitting 6-1. to one. How angry are Ravens fans at us right now that we have not brought up the top seed in the AFC, the MVP Lamar Jackson, and a team that beat up right. on the San Francisco 49ers a few weeks back? Well, because their numbers are not really profitable. They're not great numbers to make a lot of money, right? We're kind of looking for that way to make the better like we it's easy for, how would we do a show if we just pick the favorites all the time we'd be <laughs> boring right true and to I that mean, point we would be the cure for insomnia <laughs> and to your point michael i know last year we had the one seeds that ultimately got to the super bowl but that's that's not the norm that you have one seed v one seed right like going head to head in the no, super bowl that's true right so there's always you know there's always that road team that wins this round and then when you get to the next round, there's there's usually a road team that wins in that round. 
and it never goes one, two, three, four, down to one, two, one, and then one. It always, there's a little bit of a volatility within the marketplace. We've seen it already with two beating a seven. Now, in most cases, you would sit there and say, well, you know, we're, we're getting to play a seventh seed. Did you think Kyle Shanahan's, you've watched Kyle Shanahan for a while. You think his face looked like he was getting ready to play a seventh seed? No, that's why, as you pointed out yesterday when we were on the show, that he started prepping for Green Bay in the second quarter. He's like, okay, let's let's get as head start on this as much as humanly possible. I knew as soon as I saw the spread be what it was, Michael, I was like, I don't like that. I don't like that. It's just another thing for them yeah. to rally around. The Packers, to me, are better than a double-digit underdog in this spot. Jordan Love has been unbelievable down the stretch. Yeah, and here's the worry I have. Okay, you're like if you take the if you take the Niners, aren't you worried about a backdoor cover? Absolutely. For, I mean, even say you have a 16 point lead in the fourth quarter, you know they're going to keep scoring. They're not going to take their foot off the gas. Absolutely. I am not about it. Also, by the way, because we're talking a lot about the 49ers, I probably should have mentioned this earlier, although it was certainly assumed that Christian McCaffrey would be back and available for this week, but he's fully healed. Kyle Shanahan said he's geared up and ready to go. Um, has the young energy of a five-year-old playing in a scrimmage or a playoff game as a kid he was talking about. So uh, CMC, good for him that he's back. He had a mild calf strain in week 17, didn't play in week 18, that finale against the Rams, but just precautionary, so glad that he is full go ahead of this one. Again, his odds for Super Bowl MVP, should that be something that you're interested in, 6-1. to one. We're going to step aside when we come back. We're rounding out Hour 1 with a special edition of No Way or No Doubt. We'll be right back. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL postseason, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that code VEGAS, V-E-G-A-S. The crown is yours. 
you disagree with these takes? No way. Uh-uh, no way. Or do you approve? Oh, no doubts. No doubts. No doubt my mind. No diggity, no doubt. It's time to ask Michael Lombardi. No way or no doubt. All right, Michael. Aside from one improbable, remarkable, whatever you want to call it, half of football from Deshaun Watson against the Baltimore Ravens this year, It's been ugly, and he has not come anywhere close to living up to that $230 million guaranteed contract. No way or no doubt, the Browns should try to figure out a way out of their contract with Deshaun Watson. What do you think? Well, there's no way they can. (laughs) There's no way they can. Worth a try. Okay. Yes. So they're trapped. This is a no way. Now, they can't convince somebody to take it off their hands. That's a no way, too. So, but the no doubt part of this is they have to run it back with them. And we see it today. The no doubt got in effect, got placed into effect by the firing of the entire offensive staff, Mm -hmm. with the exception of Bill Callahan, our offensive line coach. This is going to be, we got to figure it out with Deshaun. That's Kevin Stefanski's mandate. He did it last year with his defensive staff hiring Schwartz. It'll be interesting to see who he hires to run the offense since he calls the plays and it's his offense. I always love that. When the offensive coordinator, who's the play caller, fires the, fires all the offensive staff. Yep, uh, that's actually a question I was going to ask you. Like, Was really Alex Van Pelt the problem? Was their running back coach and tight end coach the problem when they're not the ones that are calling the plays? But, hey, you need to get a good quarterback coach in there, figure out what you're going to do. Didn't help that they were decimated by injuries as well, not just Watson, but the fact that they had to have five different quarterbacks play games for the Browns this year. And by the way, I talked about that remarkable second half for Deshaun Watson. Let's also not forget that he threw a pick six in the first half of that game and posted a 22.7 passer rating. So there's that. Uh, Let's go do another one. There are no teams with a head coach vacancy that wouldn't take Bill Belichick, no way or no doubt. Uh, no doubt. I mean, look, every situation's different. But if you're the general manager of the Titans or you're the general manager of the Chargers and you could, and the field was level, there's no doubt you would want to take Belichick as your coach. I think it's universally recognized that he is the best coach. Now, there's situations that you're involved in. The owner may not want to give control, pay the salary, all that. But if you're looking strictly at who's the best coach available, there's no doubt it's Belichick. Coming up in hour two, by the way, we're going to go through each of the head coaching vacancies and see who might be the best fit. So we'll see where Michael likes Bill to land best. Now, we've talked a lot about the Kansas City Chiefs and and Buffalo Bills divisional round matchup this this week. And you are very clear on your stance that you like Kansas City. So I'm going to phrase it this way, though. No way or no doubt, if the Bills do lose to the Chiefs, it'll be because of their injuries. No doubt. Yes. Look, I think to me that's what's leaning me on a Wednesday towards the Chiefs. Yeah. Is because, you know, the injury factor. And I, 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 everything you say about Josh Allen, I I completely agree with you on. Like, this guy is, it's hard to bet against him. Now, he didn't turn the ball over last week. Does that mean he's due for a turnover? Probably, because we know he turns the ball over. He's, you know, but he's impossible to tackle impossible and he does enough and so what worries me the most is these defensive injuries and we know that if they get in we know kansas city is moving the ball better than they have at any point they've kind of found their identity so for me 
The only reason I'm down on the Bills, I'm not down on Allen. I'm just down on the fact that they are injury. And I think we saw Miami try to play a game last week without with, with a lot of injuries, and they couldn't do it. Yeah, compounding injuries, right? Caught up with them. So I, I see your thought process there. And, and to your point also about Josh Allen and the turnovers, that was just the third game all year long where he had turnover-free football. So very valid for sure. Um, how about this one? The spread for the Texans-Ravens game is way too big. Houston's not getting enough respect. No way or no doubt. No doubt they're not getting enough respect. I mean, some people think the line should be up 11 or 12. They think the respect has come in the line already that this should be. But if you go back and watch the first game, I mean, I know the score indicated that the Ravens blew them out, but that's not really the case. They moved the football. What happened in the first game is what worries you in this game is the Texans will move the ball. Can they score touchdowns and not kick field goals? Can the Texans run the ball enough to get it into the end zone? because it's been hard to score on this Raven defense. They're very effective in that area. They're very good red zone defense. And if you're settling for field goals while Lamar Jackson's scoring touchdowns, that's hard. Yep, one of the best defenses in the National Football League. Now, the Detroit Lions made history for their franchise this past week. Finally got a home playoff game. They won that playoff game. First time in 32 years, just the second time since the 50s. So a lot of people are saying, Michael, that because they don't have this postseason experience that they're not going to be a Super Bowl team. No way or no doubt. The Lions are a Super Bowl caliber team. What do you think? Well, there's no doubt they are. The problem you get into is, is the playoffs require you to play great pass defense. The playoffs require you to rush the passer. And when you watch this Lions team, in a lot of the areas that determine winning, ability to run the ball, ability to make explosive plays, ability to stop the run, they're really good, right? They can pressure the passer with Hutchinson. Where they fall short is, we saw it on Sunday, is their inability to cover and play pass defense for an extended period of the time of the game. But when they have to make a play, they have the mental toughness and the physical toughness to do it. It's just, it's not pretty. They have to lead with their offense. So the postseason experience means nothing to you. It's all about on-field play. None of that pressure is going to catch up to them. I don't think these kids today feel pressure. They've all played in championship-level games. It's like, you know, I mean, golf has been in a Super Bowl before. If, if the golf feels pressure, then something's wrong. You know, I think to me, Aaron Glenn's played in the league a long time. He's been in playoffs. Dan Campbell, same thing. It, it, it's a little bit of a misover evaluation. Now, the matchup could create the problem, right? We know this. We know that Tampa doesn't want to run the football. We, they're not a good run team. They're 32nd in most every category. Well, the Lions are a really good run defense, so why would they even try to run? Now, where the Lions struggle is in pass defense. And if they can protect which and handle the blitz, which... If Todd Bowles comes in with a heavy blitz protection uh, like he did against the Eagles, which had no answer for it, the, 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 the Lions will have an answer for it. They're, they might not try to get five out in the route like Philly was trying to do. They'll get it blocked and make a play. And it looks and like if they do that, they'll be able to make plays. It looks like at least as of right now on DraftKings, people are laying it with the Lions. We're up to six and a half right now. Now, Michael, yeah. I'm a little bit insecure about my 49ers right now. I do not <laughs> like the matchup with Green Bay. So no way or no doubt, 
This San Francisco 49ers offense is good enough to blow out any other team in the playoffs. Please tell me something good. No doubt they are. Now, you know, here's I said this about the Lions. Let me say this to you. When, when I was with the Patriots and we won two Super Bowls, we were an offensive team. The best defensive team we had when I was there was when we lost to the D D Denver Broncos in that playoff game when, when we failed to get the two-point play to get it to overtime. I mean, that was our best defense. We couldn't cover as well, but we had a great front. But what we had was an offense that complemented our defense. And that's what San Francisco has, right? Why is Kyle Shanahan 0-38 going in the fourth quarter when he's behind? Because he, want, he needs to play from in front. LaFleur knows this. And when they can play from in front, that front becomes much better. So their offense is really what drives their whole team and drives their train. Same thing that the Detroit Lions have to do. They don't rush as well as the 49ers, but they have to play complementary football. That's where Kyle is probably sitting there saying, okay, I'm going to run the ball by formations. I am going to make Joe Barry have to handle his run fits out of weird formations that he's not used to. And if I have success running, then I'm only going to give them the ball for 23 minutes and I'm going to have it for 37. Michael, I got to tell you that Kyle Shanahan fourth quarter stat makes me physically ill every time you say it. Yeah. I do not like it. I, I know, but it's real. But again, it, it, it's a style of play that they have to play. It's really important. No question. Um, and especially after what we saw Green Bay do to the Packers this um, to the, the Cowboys this past week, getting out early, that is like worst case scenario to have that happen against San Francisco because like you said, they need to play from ahead. We're going to take a quick timeout when we come back resetting for hour two. And I am particularly excited because today Michael and I are power ranking the remaining eight quarterbacks here in the divisional round in order one through eight. Who you got is number one. We have a difference of opinion. We'll be right back on the Lombardi line. This is VSIN. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> 